This is the Open to Alchemy podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren Ivey. I'm so excited to have you here joining these conscious conversations about the transformation that's possible for all of us. My approach to spirituality has always been part woo and part work. So in this podcast, we talk about all the incredible spiritual modalities and add in a bunch of practical things that really make it fit into our lives. I can't wait for you to join me. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Open to Alchemy podcast. This is the monthly solo cast energy forecast for September using the spirit animal cards that I've been using every month, the beautiful deck, the spirit animal oracle from Colette Baron reed And this is dropping on the last day of August, but I just feel like we're ready. August has been the longest month, and I'm wondering if everybody else is feeling the same that I am and ready for a new month and some new energy. So hopefully you can enjoy this last day of August, let all the stuff go, all the lessons, all the craziness, all the good stuff too, and just gently roll into the next month with our new spirit animal, which is the vulture. And the vulture spirit card says that nothing is wasted. There is so much coming into me with this card right now. I just sat down to sort of connect on it and so many different things were coming in. So I'm super excited to share and tap in and get this going. So the first thing that I'm connecting with when I see the vulture and see the phrase nothing is wasted, I think it's really reminding me that all experiences provide value. And I know it's really hard to sit with that right now, especially when We all have been experiencing and are still experiencing just a very, very heavy, stressful, hard, scary, all the feelings past year and a half. But I'm saying that everything provides value. All experiences provide value. Meaning if only just for the contrast of knowing what feels good and what doesn't feel good, what feels happy and healthy and safe and aligned, and what feels scary and uncomfortable, unpleasant and overwhelming. All experiences are an opportunity for us to learn something, even if that experience is not something that we would ever choose to go through again. I think that if we have this perspective of looking at them as a blessing to teach us something, (laughs) as an opportunity for a lesson in any way, then it just sort of lessens the meaning, the importance, the seriousness of each experience. I've been thinking a lot about the fact that things only have meaning because we assign that to them. Things only are good or bad or whatever the emotion is or whatever the quality is because that is a judgment or a value that we have placed on it. 
And so by softening the edges just a little bit in these vast experiences that we all go through each and every day, I think that it would just allow, and again, I always speak, I always speak for myself because this is also what I need to hear and be reminded of, that it would just change the way that we look at the experience. It would change the way that we approach it. It would take the heaviness down a little bit when we're able to look at it as just a situation, just an occurrence, just a circumstance without providing so much weight to it or without providing so much meaning that we're assigning to it, then I think it would allow the lessons to be learned a little bit easier. It would definitely allow a more gentle approach and perspective and understanding in the different things that were happening. It would let them flow through more. It would just allow us to experience, take what we need, release the rest, transmute anything negative, integrate all of the positive, all of the good, and then just more softly, more gracefully move on throughout the day or the week, whatever the certain experiences that we are going through. The other thing that's coming in is this idea of wasted time. I did a little a little challenge with a friend just yesterday and we both said that we were not going to go on social media the whole day, which on the one hand seems crazy that that should be a challenge to not check social, but I think that it has become such a habit for me and obviously for a lot of other people that just in your however many times you pick up your phone, you check your email, you check your text messages, and you check social, it just becomes part of that that habit, that order that you're doing things. And by not checking social, it was, first of all, so interesting that twice I almost clicked on it without even realizing it. That's how habitual it was in my little checklist of things that I do when I pick up my phone. So I thought that was interesting to see in real time how mindless that I was going to automatically go check it. But again, it comes back to this idea of intention. So not wasting time, using your time wisely does not mean not resting. It doesn't mean not playing. It doesn't mean not spending time with friends or sitting and doing things that you love to do. It means just doing anything that you want, anything that you're choosing to do, but doing with intention, not out of habit. So obviously I love social media. I use it for my business. I use it for friendships, maintain and see what's happening in the world. But the habit that it's become has led to so much wasted time so much wasted energy, so much wasted mental and emotional space. And so that's just what I'm offering with this idea of the vulture reminding us that what what time are we spending 
that is precious that could be used for the greater good for ourselves, for our community, for our families. And again, not that we need to be running from thing to thing. The best thing to do is to honor exactly what you need in each and every given moment, but honoring it with the choice of intention, not just the mindless, habitual, filling empty space, filling dead time, feeling like you always need to be checking in, always need to be seeing what's happening. And that really, I don't even think that we realize how detrimental that is to our overall energy level, our overall psyches. Um, I'd love to hear if other people have tried a social media fast or diet. And um, please definitely DM me and let me know how it's been and how you feel afterwards. I feel just with one 24-hour little break, the best that I have felt mentally in terms of being clear, being light, not having so many tabs open, not having so many stories running through my head. It's really been a lovely way to start <laughs> to start the week. So maybe that will be my my weekly thing is Sunday to give myself a rest from social media and see see how that goes. The other thing that that's I'm connecting with with this vulture spirit and nothing being wasted is this idea of connecting with all parts of ourselves. And I know I've spoken about this a little bit before, but it's really it's really interesting how much our human selves want to compartmentalize different aspects of our personality, different aspects of our life and you know even for me who loves doing my business, loves having this solopreneur brand and mixing what I love to do with helping people and working on marketing and strategy and all this stuff. It's just so interesting to me how quickly it goes from play to work from an energetic perspective. And when it's work, there's all those stories that go along with it. So work is hard, work is tough, work is a struggle, work has obstacles I have to overcome, work means I need to be getting a certain amount for my time, work means it, I need to be earning a certain amount for it to be worth it, for it to be valuable. You know, assigning, again, assigning meaning, like I was talking about before, assigning meaning to work and along with that, allowing judgment to come in. And it really does change the energy of how, how you approach your work. And so it's funny, I was meditating earlier today and this idea of, of playing for pay <laughs> came in and what would it be like if that was the energy that I approached work with? Because it starts out like that, right? 
it's exciting and it's fun. And I think so many of us launch businesses or launch careers or whatever we, we choose to do because it's something we're passionate about and it's something that does bring us joy and it's something we feel that we're good at. And it's just this like incredible energy and mix of things. And then somewhere along the line, it loses that energy or that energy changes and it becomes more serious, heavy, difficult. And so I was I was sitting thinking about what does play look like for me and what do I do every day that gives me that sense of play? And then how can I recalibrate the energy? How can I really alchemize the energy that I have towards work to better match that? versus having play feel like it's separate from work. If you think about a kid playing, if you think about when you go off to just do something super fun and playful, it's for me it's happy, it's silly, it's fun, it's creative. It could be solo or it could be in collaboration. It's something that I'm curious or inquisitive about. You know, you approach it filled with wonder and possibilities and thinking about you know all the different things that you do that really do give you that sense of play whether it be spending time in nature or gardening or doing art projects with your kids or cooking planning trips there's so many different things that we each do that really give us that essence of play and how can we alchemize that feeling that goal feeling that we want to have and bring that into our work is really an interesting way to more deeply connect with all parts of ourselves. I guess what I'm really connecting to is there are so many different parts of us, so many different gifts, so many different talents, so many different elements that we are here to share both so that we enjoy them in our solo time and also to share with the world and it just makes me so sad that so many of us either are disconnected from them we don't know what those gifts are we don't feel like we're good enough we're just you know riddled with limiting beliefs or we have these very structured ways of approaching things where, well, this is work and this is what work is supposed to look like and this is home and this is how I show up at home. You know, when I think about regrets, I think about what would make me feel regret at the end of this life. A lot of it really is connected to not stepping in to my power, not realizing it in terms of being aware of it and not realizing it in terms of making it be so. And that's what I'm thinking a lot about right now. And that's what's coming in is how much of our time are we wasting on just mindless habits that that have come in to really to distract us, to knock us off our game, to 
keep us small, to take away our passion and our fire, to make us think that we are not capable of achieving things, that certain things are not available to us. You know, we spend so much time looking in these little black boxes, watching other people live their lives. And what would happen if you took even one hour, one hour of the day that you pulled together from the various times that you were on email or social media or TV and took that hour and put it into something that you absolutely love doing, reading, writing, exercising, playing music, digging in the garden, painting, anything and, and everything possible just for the pure joy of it, just for the pure happiness, just for the purity of feeling alive in your soul and your spirit in a way that had nothing to do with anything else, anybody else. What would that, what would that life be like if we went from one hour a day, to two hours, to full weekends with that, to full days with that, and that ended up becoming our priority? What would life be like if that's what we all spent all day doing? Just things that were enjoyable, just things that felt good, just things that made us feel alive. And from that place, all of our businesses were generated and our careers and our work life was all fueled by all of those things. The, the passion that we would see in each person would be ridiculous. There would be no question about who would be the right person to buy from, to work with, to partner with, because you would just match that person's vibration, that person's energy that they were putting out there. How much happier would everybody be? How much more rested and inspired and enthusiastic and and the the vibration, the energy of the whole planet would just be unbelievable. We wouldn't feel overwhelmed. We wouldn't feel weighted down with just every stress and every worry taking on so much that we know in our hearts is not our burden, that we know in our souls is not here for us. And we just are not connecting with that deep inner wisdom, with the knowledge or the awareness or the willpower to unhook from. But I'm here to remind you and to remind myself that that life is possible. It is so possible. It is so accessible. This is the whole reason why my brand, my business, my soul has led me to create Open to Alchemy and the process of being open to alchemy, being open to the transformation that you are seeking starts with really understanding where you are right now. You know, some ways to really check in and, and see where you are and what you're feeling are body scans. It's such a beautiful way to get present, to tap into 
the incredible knowledge and wisdom that our bodies provide us each and every day. The body really is a vessel for communication. And so doing a little body scan, which can be as simple as before you get up in the morning, before you get out of bed, taking a few deep breaths, starting with your toes and just gently placing your awareness on each part of your body. So you're closing your eyes and you place your mental attention on your feet and then you see how that feels. And then you move to your ankles and your calves, your shins, and you slowly move up the body just noticing, no judgment, again, no meaning, but really just like tapping in, tuning in to what you're feeling. Is it tight? Is it tense? Is it painful? Is it light? Is it sparkly? There's all these different sensations that the body feels, and then you really can connect those in with the chakras. I know that's a whole other subject to get into, but the seven different chakras in the body give us so much information. Those little energetic vortexes are a beautiful way to allow the body to communicate with us. Another way to tap in is just doing a little meditation at any point during the day five minutes of breathing and just checking in with yourself. How am I feeling today? Where am I light? Where am I heavy? Where am I joy? Where am I pain? What, what am I feeling? What am I sitting with? What is weighing on me? Where do I feel free? And just again, letting that communication with your body, with your higher soul, just come in and give you some much needed guidance. Another way of really checking in and seeing where you are is in journals, writing, so many different journal prompts, even as simple as what is the medicine that I need today? How can I live my purpose? How can I show up as the best version of myself today? There's so many different prompts available and also just free writing. How are you today? How am I feeling? What's going on with me? And, and over a period of time, you'll really start to understand your unique communication system, your way of getting information where the different information is coming from, but these different opportunities for quiet time really do help us clear the mental clutter. Taking a break from news, taking a break from social media, turning off all the notifications, you will be amazed at how much you're holding on to that you don't even realize because all the tabs are open, right? All these mental tabs are just like, I've got to do this. This is upsetting me. I heard this on the news. This is something I have to do. This is something that somebody said. This is something I have to think about for the future. And they're all running 
all the time. And that's why we're feeling fatigue. And that's why we're feeling overwhelmed, feeling foggy and unclear and angry and scared and taking a few minutes each day to just breathe in the quiet and close down some of those tabs is a beautiful practice to understanding where you are because you can't change things. You can't put yourself in a different state or a different place. You can't transform into the new person that you want to be without first acknowledging where you are right now. Again, no judgment, no meaning, no positive or negative value. Just where are you? How are you? And from that point, from that honest and true place, you can really start to open to alchemy. You can really start opening to the possibilities. And after you know where you are, the next part of the alchemy process is identifying, if possible and if necessary, why you have those feelings. So whether it be limiting beliefs that we discover or looking at society or family conditioning, outside pressure, maybe it's past life stuff. There's so many different reasons why we can get stuck in our unpleasant or less than feelings. And then we move into what you want to feel instead. So it's really getting clear. And again, there's so many different ways to get clear on what you want. I know that for a long period of time, I had really shut down that part of my my soul and stopped dreaming and stopped seeing what was possible for me. I was just so in the weeds with being a new mom and trying to keep it all together and really just letting so many outside influences dictate where I was and where I thought I could be. And so I love helping people really get clear, start dreaming again, visualize what it is that they want, helping people remember what it is that's possible for them, see these expanded possibilities, learn to play again. From that point is really the next part of the alchemy recipe, the next part of the formula to get you to the next place that you want to go whether it be self-discovery through human design or doing energy healing through Reiki or really tapping into deeper soul awareness through intuitive guidance or really the super fun new thing that I'm doing is just when you're ready to move, just timeline jumping, which I'll talk about I'm sure a lot coming up because it's super fun and super exciting. It's like manifesting on steroids. So anyway, I just wanted to share a little bit about the alchemy process with you. This is available to you right now. You get to decide. You get to choose how you're going to spend your life. And maybe it hasn't been a choice up till now. 
maybe it hasn't felt like a choice, but the vulture spirit animal is really coming in strongly right now to let you know that nothing should go wasted, that there should be not another day spent where you are not stepping into your power, living in the joy, living in possibility, enough of this playing small and hooking into all this mindless BS that just keeps us on endless loops of somebody else can do it, I can't do it, I don't know how, I'm not sure if I'd be good enough. It's September, y'all. We're ready to we're ready to break out of that. It's like the last quarter of the year coming up and it's really time to put that energy into turbo and just move to the new place that you want to be. So thank you so much for listening, for sharing this time with me. I really feel everybody's energy when I'm recording these. I just call everybody in and I imagine being right there with you like we're talking face to face. (laughs) You could probably tell. Just having a conversation, which I really love, and if I could be of service to you in any way, please reach out. Um, Just updated my website, which I'm super psyched about, opentoalchemy.com, and hit me up on social and all the places. Thank you so much, my dears. I hope you have a good month. Thank you all so much for listening to the Open to Alchemy podcast. You can find more about me on all the social places, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, at open.to.alchemy. That's open, the word T-O, alchemy, or at my website, opentoalchemy.com. See you next time.